our next part of the series, Get Used to Different, we're going to hear how an encounter between Jesus and a Samaritan woman changed her life. How she was amazed at how Jesus knew her and how he loved her. And how Jesus invited her to have a home with him. Jesus talks with a Samaritan woman. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was gaining and baptising more disciples than John. Although in fact it was Jesus who baptised but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had had to go through Samaria, so he called to a town in Samaria called Sichia, near the plot of ground the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that ask you for a drink, you would ask him. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his son and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What she have said is quite true. Sir, said the woman, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replies, believe me, a time is coming and you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come where true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I am he. This is a story of forgiveness, restoration and freedom, but also a story of coming home. A story of someone coming home to Jesus. 
we meet this woman, a Samaritan woman, coming to draw water from the well. And although it doesn't say the words in the text, we can be quite sure that this woman is avoiding her peers. She's an outcast because of what she's known to have done and because of what she's known to be. And whether these are rumours or whether they are true, she has been made to be an outcast. She has a bad reputation. Her reputation has made her an outcast. She's been ostracised and she's been made to feel unwelcome among her community. We know that she's avoiding other women because she's come to draw water from the well at midday. And this is midday in Samaria. It is seriously, seriously hot at this time. You wouldn't go and take the long walk to the well and carry a heavy pot of water back home in the midday heat of Samaria. Unless you're avoiding people. Unless you're sure that no one else will be around. She's here at this time to avoid the mocking, the shaming and the dirty looks that she might get. She, or she, maybe she just thinks that she'll never fit in. But there is someone who she hasn't successfully avoided. And as we've seen in that chosen clip, she meets Jesus. Jesus who can offer her living water, who can offer her freedom from those things that are binding her, and who can offer her a home. I wonder if we've ever felt like this woman. Maybe we've felt unwelcome somewhere, like we don't belong. Maybe we felt ashamed of something we've done, or maybe we've been told that we don't fit in, as if we were an outcast. And this may be, this may be a surprise, but there is good news for the outcasts. Jesus didn't just end up randomly in Samaria and bump into this lady accidentally. The backstory is that Jews and Samaritans didn't get on. Jesus was a Jew and this woman is a Samaritan. Those two groups of people, they definitely did not mix. Most Jews, if they had to go somewhere, they would travel a completely different route than go through Samaria, just to avoid the Samaritans. But not Jesus. He walks through Samaria. And just like that, Jesus walks into the lives of those that people avoid. And as he walks in, he invites them to come with him. And as Jesus says in Matthew 28 verse 20 to his disciples, he says this, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And he's saying that to me and to you as well. We are invited in to have Jesus with us. Jesus came to Samaria for the sake of this woman, to meet her and to know her. And I believe he's come for you as well, to meet you and to know you. And through their conversation, Jesus invites the woman into his narrative, explaining that he can offer her living water. He can offer her life with him this life-giving water that will sustain her, unlike the things that she's tried to sustain her before, the things of the world which fade and, and fail us as humans. And while she doesn't understand at first, 
and she thinks Jesus is still talking about actual water, he continues to invite her in. He's offering her a home when others have pushed her away. Jesus and the woman, they talk about worship together and then he reveals himself to the Samaritan woman. The Messiah, who people have been waiting for for ages, reveals himself to this outcast woman. He invites her into the narrative and he invites her home as he knows her and loves her. That's what home is, a place where you're known and loved and that's what he does for this woman. And I believe he's inviting you into this narrative as well. He wants to reveal himself to you and invite you home, a place where you are known and a place where you are loved. And this woman's life is changed by an invitation to have a home, that someone like Jesus could love someone like her, that the outcast is invited in. And this is completely against what is normal, but that's Jesus. Our title for this series is Get Used to Different, and that's perfect for this passage and perfect for who Jesus is. Jesus doesn't do normal, he does different. Jesus is radical, he's constantly acting opposite to what the world says we should do. He hangs out with sinners, that's not normal. He says, blessed are the poor, that's not normal. He was a king born in a stable, that's not normal. He is different. And those who are outsiders are invited in. That's not normal to us, but it is for Jesus. He is different. He says in Matthew 20 verse 16, that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Jesus works the opposite way to our world. And he's inviting us in to that narrative. Then there's this beautiful exchange where Jesus displays how much he knows this outcasted, ostracised woman who appears to be living a lonely life. He asks her to go and get her husband and she says that she doesn't have one. And then Jesus goes on to tell her all the things that she's holding, all the things that she might be ashamed of, that she's had five husbands and the man she's with now is not her husband. Jesus confronts her sins here, but he doesn't shame her. He shines a light into the dark places. Jesus knows all the things that are in this woman's heart. Jesus knows this woman and he loves this woman. We're told in the Bible that Jesus knows our name, that God knows the number of hairs on our head, and he knows the things that you're hiding. You can't hide those things from Jesus. He knows those things and he knows you and he loves you. So if you feel like this woman, like an outsider looking in, Jesus wants to invite us home. He wants to invite you home. You are invited in. And what are you invited into? You're invited into life with him with living water that can satisfy our longings and our needs, rather than trying to satisfy ourselves with what the world can offer, that just really leaves us empty. Those things fade and we become thirsty again, but from this living water you will never be thirsty, you'll never be empty again. The living water that we receive by knowing Jesus 
is everlasting and can fill us for real. We can be filled with joy that isn't dependent on circumstances and we can have freedom and hope and only Jesus can do that. So maybe this evening you want to accept that invitation home. You may feel like this Samaritan woman. Perhaps you need to know tonight that Jesus wants to invite you home. That in a world where you might have made to be feel different or unwelcome or like a puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit right, Jesus is calling you home to belong and to be known and to be loved by him. Perhaps you need to know that Jesus already knows what's in your heart, that he wants to shine a light into those dark places and wants to invite you to be with him at home. So we're invited in. Are we going to accept that? But there's another angle we can look at in this story. There's a response to be had after we've had this encounter with Jesus. I believe that once we know what it's like truly to be invited in, that we will invite others in. But we struggle to do this, don't we? I wonder if what stops us being invited in is that we haven't truly known, or maybe we've forgotten, what it means for us to be invited in. Perhaps some of us don't know, or haven't remembered, the amount of grace we receive when we are forgiven by Jesus and invited in to home and family with him. And I struggle with this. I struggle to tell my friends and the people around me about Jesus and what he can do in their lives. Maybe this passage is what I need this evening to remind me of the grace we've received. How can we not share that? And watching that chosen clip is so emotional because it's relatable. So many of our Christian journeys have included a time like that, where we've received the good news of living water and know what it's like to be brought home by Jesus. But we need to pass that on now. We need to invite in because we've been invited in. Now some people, they believe that this woman went on to be an evangelist, that she went on to share Jesus and share what he'd done for her. And a few verses on from this passage, we see the woman going and telling everyone about this man she's met. She says, this is the man who told me everything I've ever done. And then she says, could this be the Messiah? And I like to imagine that because of Jesus's invitation to be home, that this woman has invited in many through that. And because of her encounter with Jesus, and we need a model to do this. It's hard doing this. It's hard to invite people in. So let's use Jesus as that model. It's through a relationship. All we need to do is look at this passage and see Jesus talking to this woman. It's all about a relationship. It's through conversation. It's through knowing and loving the other person. Now, obviously, Jesus being Jesus, he already knew all about this woman before he'd even met her. Because being God, he knows everything. Now, we can't do that, can we? But I believe we are still called to know these people and not just speak to them, not just invite them to an event, 
but to know them and to love them, to know their stories and know their hearts, to show them what it's like to be known and loved and then point them to Jesus where they can be truly known and loved more than we can ever do. We need to make time for people. We need to invite in because we've been invited in. If we know that Jesus' invitation to a life with him is important, then we've got to share it. But are we, are we really willing to invite those people in who have been made to be outcasts? Or is that just something that we think we'd like to be able to do, but actually is never achievable? This might be uncomfortable, but I think it's important for us to be challenged this evening. Ask yourself now, what are we expecting someone to do or expecting someone to be like when they come to church or when we chat to them about Jesus? Do we have expectations that actually are stopping them from knowing Jesus? Is our vision too narrowed? Are we thinking that people who walk in here or watch us online should look or be like us? Just look at this story. Jesus and the Samaritan woman could not have been more different. But Jesus loved her. He spent time with her. And as a church, we're called to be united, encouraged and focused on Jesus. So let's be like that to those people that are seen as outcasts. Let's invite them in. In a world where we see separation and disunity, we can offer something different. Like Jesus did, we can offer people a home and a life with him, a life full of love and to be known is so special. We must remember though that Jesus does the saving. That's not on us. Jesus saves. But we have a part to play in this narrative. After being invited in, it's our part to invite in. We can partner with Jesus to save these people. He saves them, but we can help invite them in. Normally we think of home and we think of a family, don't we? So as we invite others to come and experience Jesus, to come and have home in Jesus, let's be ready to receive them as family. Let's proclaim what Jesus has done for us and let's share this so that they too are invited home to experience that living water. Jesus says in John 14, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I not have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Home. Jesus talks about home. He talks about preparing a place. Home is being loved being known and belonging. And if we've found this in Jesus, it has to be that we share it. We invite others in because we have been invited in. And we can have this home with Jesus. And this lady, she clearly knew about the coming of the Messiah. She has that curiosity about her, doesn't she? She says that she knows the Messiah is coming and that when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus goes on to reveal himself to her in verse 26 and says, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. He reveals himself to this woman, to this woman that people see as an outcast, as a sinner. 
as an ostracised woman who's not welcome to draw water when they do. Someone separate to her peers, like that puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit. He chooses to reveal himself to her. And guess what? He chooses to reveal himself to us too. He has chosen us to be invited home. He has chosen the outcast to be invited home. And he has chosen us to invite the outcasts home and to find home and life with him. So how are we going to respond to all of this? Maybe tonight you need to accept that invitation home. Maybe God is speaking to you now, inviting you home. Maybe that's what you're looking for and you've been looking in all the wrong places and you still feel empty and you're looking for that living water that you get when you're invited home with Jesus, that thing that can fully satisfy you. Maybe you need to accept that invitation to be known and loved and to belong tonight. Or actually, is it that we need to pass that invitation along? Do we need to address why we're not sharing it? Why we're not inviting people because we've been invited? Is it fear? Is it pride? Is it our expectations of who should be invited? Look at this story. This woman was seen as an outcast and Jesus invited her home. That means we have to do the same. Just take a moment to come before God now and just talk to him in response um, to this passage. Let him tell you what he wants you to take away this evening. I'm just going to pray for us and as I do, um, yeah, why don't you ask God what he wants you to know just remember, we are invited in, and because of that, we invite in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much um, for this passage. We thank you for um, the way you show us how we can invite others in, that we can be different to what we see in our culture, that we can be different. I just pray you remove whatever's stopping us from inviting people in, whether it's that fear or that pride or something else. I pray that we don't see people as completely different to us and we're not expecting them to be like us. I just pray that we welcome them home and that we can invite them into family. We invite them home to you where they can receive that living water, just like this Samaritan woman. And God, I pray for those people um, that may not know that they can have a home in you. I pray for those people watching this tonight um, that are feeling you nudging them, inviting them home. God, we pray for them as Christ Church. We pray that they would accept that invitation, God, and that they would know your living water that can satisfy them truly. God, thank you that you invite us home with you. And thank you that we, because of that, can invite others home too.